This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. important that we maximize as Christians that the time that, that we're given we need to make use of it we need to we need to allow God to make us fruitful today today you know we're all going to stand before him the Bible says that we who are his we who are Christians and his spirit lives within us and we're serving him we're still going to stand before him one day we're going to need to answer to him regarding faithfulness not in the sense of punishment, but in the sense of reward. Are you going to have any when you get there? Will you have a reward in heaven? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he reminds us that we will have to answer for our faithfulness in bringing others to Christ. We need to maximize the time we've been given and ask God to make us fruitful with our days. Let's be fruitful and faithful for His kingdom. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 23 with today's message. I helped lead a team down to Mexico City. The World Cup soccer matches were taking place, and we took a, t- a team from a church down in South Miami to go and just go out into the streets and talk to people about the Lord, and we had thousands of Bibles that we were giving away, and great, awesome, had a wonderful time, saw God do some neat things, and then we flew home, got on the airplane, it was full, flight took off, you know, we're like, I don't know, 15 to 20 young adults. You know, everybody was was between like 23 and 30, somewhere in there, all young single adults. We were excited. After about maybe an hour of flight, we realized we're flying in circles. What's going on? You know, we asked the flight attendant, what, what, what's happening here? Are, are we flying in circles? It, I mean, we've been circling that same mountain, it seems to me. So, you know, yeah, you're right. What's up? I don't know. But we are flying in circles. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're flying in circles. Why are we flying in circles? Well, they finally admitted to us, we're burning off fuel. We have a problem. That's not what you want to hear. Right? <laughs> so naturally, people start getting tense, and they start getting uneasy. And, and the, the, the young couple sitting behind us, coming back from their honeymoon, they started to weep. And that was the atmosphere on the airplane. right? But that settles out. After three or four hours of that, you settle down. Still flying around in circles. Four hours. So we're still talking, you know, we're, we're talking with the flight attendants about it, but everybody's kind of calmed down now. And well, then they start coming through the cabin, tightening our seat belts for us <laughs> and telling us how to get into the crash position. You know, and the couple behind us starts to weep again. <laughs> What's going on? Well, see, the problem is we, we actually we hit a bird on takeoff and the problem is not flying around. It's landing. And so. When we get back to Mexico City, we're not sure 
that we're going to be able to land safely. So now, of course, you know, everybody, it's now, you know, we're freaking out. Everybody's, you know, praying. And one of the guys on our team had just accepted the Lord. He was so excited about the Lord. And he had a tract in his pocket. I mean, after all, we just spent a week, you know, 10 days doing evangelism. He had this little tract in his pocket. And on the face of the tract, it said, if you were to die today, where would you go? You know, you've seen the tract, right? I mean, everybody's seen the tracts. So he hands it to the male flight attendant as he's passing by. And the guy takes it and he squealed like a little girl. I kid you not. He looked at the track and it was, oh! you know, it was like one of those kind of deals. And then he started, he almost cried. He started laughing because he was so embarrassed, you know, the extremely feminine sound he just made. <laughs> it was so funny. But what, what was going on? Same thing was going on with Felix. It freaked him out. That's what happened. And Felix says to Paul, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I, I, la, 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 la. I want to hear about judgment. I want to hear about hell. Don't talk to me about that. Why? Well, because he knew he was guilty. And so are we. So are we. And so he says to Paul, I don't want to talk anymore about that today. I, you know, you need to no more today. But, you know, I, I'll send for you when it's convenient, but I, I don't want to talk anymore today. Take, you know, and he told her, he had, you know, take him back. He told the soldiers, take him back, take him back. Trembling. You know, sometimes we, we have to present the bad news to people before they're ready to receive the good news. Paul, the temptation would have been to just talk to him. Do you understand, Felix, how much God loves you? Do you understand that? But that's not what he did because he knew what Felix needed to hear. Felix needed to be confronted. Felix needed to come to grips with the fact that he was going to stand guilty before a holy God. And so that's what he presented. He talked to him about righteousness, about self-control, and about the coming judgment. The fourth thing I want you to take note of is not actually in the text, but that's the fact that that convenient time never came. You see, shortly after this, Felix was recalled by Nero, the emperor, to Rome and banished from the empire because he could never maintain order in Judea. He got more and more corrupt. He got more and more cruel with people. And finally, there was so much continual upheaval in Judea that history tells us that Felix was recalled to Rome. He was banished from the empire. And Drusilla, she wasn't having any part of that. So she took her son and moved to Pompeii. You remember what happened in Pompeii? 79 AD, August 24th, Vesuvius erupted and burned Drusilla to a crisp, along with her son. That more convenient time, it never came. Never came. We're not guaranteed any more time than we have right now. It's so important that we maximize, as Christians, that the time that, that we're given, we need to make use of it. We need, to, we need to allow God to make us fruitful today. Today. You know, we're all going to stand before him. The Bible says that we who are his, we who are Christians and his spirit lives within us and we're serving him, we're still going to stand before him one day. We're going to need to answer to him regarding faithfulness, not in the sense of punishment, but in the sense of reward. Are you going to have any when you get there? I've told you before, when I get to heaven, I don't want it to be like, oh, yes, Robert, let him in. Oh, man, I want a hero's welcome. I want there to be a party. Look, there's Robert, man. We've been waiting for you. That's what I want it to be like. I want that for you, too. I want that for you, too. See, what, if you're his, you're going to heaven. Man, praise God. We get to be with him forever. But let's store up some treasure there. You know, let's, let's, let's work. Let's be focused on 
eternity and, and, and not, not this that's all going to be gone and, and burned up. You know, in Joel chapter 3, verse 14, God speaks of millions of people who are gathered together in the valley of decision. Valley of decision. It's an interesting thought. So many people do what Felix did. They decide not to decide. La, 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 la. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to hear about that. Does, you understand? It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change a thing. Judgment Day is still coming. Still coming. Deal with it now. Just deal with it now. I had an opportunity recently to teach my son a wonderful lesson. He was dreading a particular assignment. He had three or four days in which to do it. And so I bribed him. I said, do it all today, and I'll give you five bucks. And he did it. And when it was done, I said, now, was, was it really that bad? No, not really. And I said, no, often it's not. You know, the dreading of a thing is worse than the doing of it, quite often. Just get it done. Get it done. I remember a time when I realized what it was. You know, salvation, following Jesus. It was all or nothing. And I said, man, eh, I'm not going to give up sex. I'm just being honest. I was 23 years old. Maybe 20. No, gosh, I was 21 at the time. And I decided not to decide because it was like, no, nah, I'm not ready to do that. Maybe later. Short-sighted. Misunderstanding the point. Completely skewed in, in my understanding of what it was God was offering me, what he wanted for me. Felix said, nah, I'm not going to think about that. I don't want that today. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till later. Maybe later. For Felix, it never came. For a lot of people, it never comes. It never comes. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know your heart. But if you're here and, and you've been deciding not to decide, you've been putting it off and you've been thinking, yeah, maybe later, you know, I have some things I want to do first. You're misunderstanding what he's offering you. You can trust him with your life. He will lead you all the way through this and on into eternity. He has nothing but good things. The Bible says he withholds nothing good from those who love him. Now, the flip side of that is if you reject him, the very one who died in your place and paid for all your sin is going to be the one who's sitting judgment over you. He's the one you'll give an account to. And what he's going to ask you about is not all of the things that you did, but why do you didn't just acknowledge your need for a Savior, your need for forgiveness? If you just acknowledge your guilt, a pardon has already been purchased on your behalf. And some of you need today to acknowledge your guilt and receive the pardon and make the decision to stop doing it your way and start following Jesus Christ. There's much more to discover from the depths of God's Word. But sadly, that's all we have time for today on Main Thing Radio. In the meantime, Pastor Robert is here to share how you can access additional messages. I'm so glad you joined us today, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an edition of Main Thing Radio. Visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast to link to our iTunes account or to download one of the many compatible mobile apps we have listed online. Never miss another edition and a chance to learn more from God's Word. Thanks, Pastor Robert. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting the ministry we have in this virtual mission field? Any amount is appreciated, and for donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. 
This month's gift is Standing in Grace by David Guzik. Pastor David reminds us in this book that we're not only covered by grace when we accept Jesus as our Savior, but we also stand and live in all that grace has to give us. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. That's all for today, but join us again for another look at God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.